How's it going? I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. And today we have a lot to discuss. Later on in this episode, we are going to be discussing a band called The Main. And we're going to be discussing their newest album called Lovely Little Lonely. And we have a lot to talk about that, don't we, Eric? Yes, we do. But before we get into that, um, I would like to make a couple of announcements Um, The first announcement that I want to make is we are going to create a new segment on this podcast, and it's just something that I wanted to do to um, involve the listeners. Um, I think it's really important for the listeners to get involved, the listeners to feel like they matter, because not only music matters, but people matter, and without the fans, there wouldn't be any uh, success stories among music at all so i agree so that being said i want to do a segment um from here on going forward the most listeners in each country top three countries for that week will get a shout out wow cool yes so if you want your country to get a shout out you're gonna have to share it with your family with your friends with your teachers with anybody that will listen and get those numbers up because you guys can get a shout out any week you would like, but you're going to have to make that happen. We can't make that happen. Only you guys have the power to make that happen. It's in your hands, guys. It's in your hands. So all you have to do is just share the podcast with people and get as many people to listen in your country as possible and you will get a shout out. So, um, and we're not including the United States in this because then that's just, it's not fair. It's not fair. We are from the United States. We are specifically from New York and every week the United States crush, crushes it on, on, uh, you know, the charts because that's where we're from. We get a lot of listeners from there. I mean, that could definitely change down the road, but it's all dependent on, uh, who, who's listening. So I am not going to include, uh, the U S on this, but, we are going to go global with this. So top three countries outside the U.S. So for this week specifically, number one is Brazil. So shout out to my Brazilians out there. Very nice. Um, number two is Colombia. Nice. Shout out to Colombia. And number three, you'll be surprised by this, Eric, Serbia. Wow, cool. So nice. that's the top three for this week. Top three, Brazil. Colombia and Serbia. If you guys want to be on next week's top three, 
because every week we're going to be giving a shout out to top three countries listening to us every single week. If you want your country to get a shout out, share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your dog, as long as, uh, as long as your dog shares with your doggy friends. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so I thought that would be a good segment to add because I just want to make sure that the listeners know that they are appreciated, they're valued, and they deserve to get the recognition, you know, for, for taking the time out of their day to, to check us out. You don't have to be listening to us. You could be doing a million different other things, but you took time to listen to us. So we definitely want to give back to you and uh, make sure that you guys are recognized. So, yeah, top three countries every week outside of the U.S. Bring it on, guys. I can't wait to see uh, who's going to be on the top three next week. Me neither. So, yeah, so that's one thing. Uh, another thing that I wanted to to um, to add before we get into today is I want to hear people's music. Um, so I want uh, listeners that listen to our podcast to, if you are a musician out there, send in your music. You can send us your music a million different ways. At this point, if you guys don't know, we are on all social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. So you can send us um, links to your music on any of those social media platforms. Um, For whatever reason, if you are living under a rock or you have no access to social media whatsoever, you can actually email us at musicmattersmedia at AOL.com. And I will personally check every single message that is sent, and I will give your music a listen. And if uh, I enjoy your music and we enjoy your music, we will have no problem promoting it and putting it out there for everybody, you know, and, and getting you some sort of a following. So definitely want to hear new music. Um, I'm always looking to listen to, to new things and to switch it up. And I think that it's really cool um, to get people involved. And, and so, yeah, so please send in any music you may have. And who knows, you can, uh, maybe we'll talk about you on our next podcast. You never know. Yeah, anything can happen. So there's that. And the last thing I wanted to say before we dive into uh, today's episode is that you guys need to stay tuned to future episodes because we are um, going to have a lot of interesting episodes coming up and there's going to be a lot to look forward to. I don't want to give too much away, but I just want to say that we have some interviews in the works right now and some really, really interesting, good material coming up. So definitely stay tuned for that because you're not going to want to miss out on these future episodes. Sounds exciting, man. Excited. <laughs> yes. yes. So, with all that being said, now we can officially dive into what we're talking about today, which is Lovely Little Lonely. So, before we just dive in on the album, Eric, overall, give me your overall thoughts of the album. Overall, I really, really enjoyed this album. Very first time. I actually, and you know, we've spoken about this before, I actually really, really enjoyed this one a little better than American Candy. Now, to main fans, that's probably, it probably sounds weird because American Candy in itself was also an amazing album. So at the top of that, that's no small feat. But I personally liked it a lot more probably just because of uh, the more maybe varied nature to it. It definitely had a really nice balance between 
lightheartedness and more serious topics, light and dark. But overall, it was just an amazing album. The songs were amazing to hear live when we went to the main show. Yes, so. we both had the pleasure of going. Um, that was our last concert that we attended in 2017. We yeah. both had the pleasure of going to see the main at um, a local venue to us called the Paramount. Mm -hmm. And they played both American Candy and Lovely Little Lonely in full. Yes, that was, oh man, what It a was night. amazing. It yes. was amazing. And, you know, you know that those those two albums are just made for a live setting. So that was just perfect from start to finish. They, they crush it live. Yes. Anybody who hasn't had um, the chance to go catch the main, who may want to, I would definitely go see them live because they are such a great live act, full of energy. Absolutely. So I just want to give a little background for, for listeners, those who may not know of the main or those who kind of fell off with the main maybe previously, just to catch everybody up to speed. So the main is a pop rock slash alternative rock band from Phoenix, Arizona, and they have been active since 2007, Eric. Wow, 11 years. Yes. So they came out with the EPs in 2007, Stay Up, Get Down, and The Way We Talk. And that's how they were first found. And then they signed to Fearless Records and came out with their debut album called Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Now, I don't know about you, Eric, but anybody who can go back in time and remember that time period, the main was mixed with a bunch of bands in that pop rock, neon pop um, era of 2008 to 2009, where there was early all-time low, there was Metro Station, there was Cobra Starship, and they just blended in with bands um, definitely around the same uh, genre. They fit right in. So yeah, they were signed to Fearless Records in, at that time. Can't Stop, Won't Stop came out, huge success for them. Um, and then came the album, the sophomore album, Black and White, which was in 2010. And that's when they signed to even a, a bigger label, which was Warner Brothers. After Black and White, we have the album Pioneer, which came out in 2011. And they released that independently through Action Theory Records. Um, but it wasn't until Forever Halloween in 2013 where they decided to create their own label called 8123. So after Forever Halloween, we have American Candy in 2015 and Lovely Little Lonely in 2017, all released through their own label, 8123. Um, and for anybody who may not know the significance behind the numbers 8123, apparently it was an address of a rooftop of a parking garage that the main used to hang out with their friends at, when they were younger and um, they would all hang out there, and that's where everything basically started. The The ideas started flowing, and things started to be created there to develop um, something more that was just more than just a dream. So they took those numbers, and those numbers stayed with them, and they decided to create the label and, and call it 8123, which I think is really really cool. And now the number's significance really is more about the fan, the fans and the family that's been created um, over the years between the band and their relationship with their fans and just the family atmosphere. And I think 8123 means so much to so many different people um, in, in a numerous amount of ways. 
So it, it became a lot deeper than just, you know, a hangout spot. But it that's how it all started. And uh, the meaning behind it, I think, is really cool. Very nice. Yes. So now catching everybody up to speed with that, we have Lovely Little Lonely that was released on April 7th, 2017. So it has been a year since the album's release. And that's why I wanted to do this episode of, uh, of the main because I wanted to kind of look back on it and still see if I was um, as hyped about it as when it first came out. And I wanted to do a track-by-track review of it and really uh, share our thoughts about it. All right, then let's see if this album stood the test of time for us, shall we? So the first track that we have here is called Don't Come Down. So this definitely is a great opener for the album. From the minute that opening riff starts, you know that it's just going to be a good time all throughout. I love the living in the moment type of lyrics. It definitely is about that, uh, you know, having fun in that moment that you're experiencing it. And I also just love the energy of the song in general. I definitely think that it's the perfect thing to get you started, especially on this album. I totally agree with you on that. I def- I wrote down exactly pretty much what you just said. Great opening track, full of energy, such a feel-good song, um, really brings you into the whole experience of, of, about, of what you're about to, to experience on this album. Um, great opening track. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just a burst of energy. It's exactly what you need to put you in the mood, and you just know that you're in for an amazing experience for the rest of the album. Absolutely. Then track number two, we have Bad Behavior. So in my opinion, this kind of elevates the mood a little more after the opening track. Um, it's a great follow-up. Another great riff that uh, puts you in an amazingly positive mood. It's just that, uh, you know, you, you can't help but smile or tap your foot. It's just that type of feel-good mood. Uh, I really love the the lyrics. Like, the music itself is very, like, uplifting and very poppy. The lyrics, I don't really know, like, it could be taken anyway. It talks about someone having a bad influence on the singer, but that could either be good or bad, you know? It could be bad because it could make the lead singer do things that are bad for him, but the bad behavior, the bad influence can be taken in a positive spin as well, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Bad Behavior is such a catchy and fun song, isn't it? Yes, and when I heard this one live, it was amazing. It is a blast of energy. That's one thing I will say about this album is I love the track placement. I know that they deliberately went in and they didn't just say, okay, one, two, three, here we go, whatever. That's one thing that they definitely have an ear for. They specifically placed each track of how the album should properly flow. And with Don't Come Down and then Bad Behavior, it's a one-two punch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love this song. Me too. It is a blast of energy. You are totally right. You can't listen to this song without smiling, without wanting to dance. And it's just such a feel-good, fun song. Love this song. Exactly. Music video is also a blast. Yeah, it's just a giant yeah. party. And I kind of feel like the singer is kind of saying, even though I know the other person is a bad influence me, is a bad influence on me, do I really care? You know, right, that's right. kind of what I feel is <laughs> right. the message, you know? Exactly. Um, and then for track number three, 
we go into our first interlude off of this album. There are three interludes on this album. This will be the first of the three. Track number three called Lovely. What do you think about this? It's a really nice interlude. It's definitely, again, sets up another type of feeling for the album. I love the guitar effects on this. They almost give off a borderline electronic feel to it, if that makes any sense. I just think it's a really cool bit of special effects before it segues into the next song. So this is one of my favorite transition songs from this album. I know that there's three to choose from. I dabble with this and one other one that we'll get to later that like I'm like, oh, is this going to be my favorite? Is this going to be my favorite? Because I really like two of them um, that are neck and neck for me. Um, but this is definitely one of them. And it just feels transcendent you know, when I listen to it, and it flows perfectly into the next track, and I just love um, the sound of it, the feel of it, it's takes you into another world when you're listening to this song. And it, it just hits the perfect spot. Absolutely. It doesn't last too long, doesn't last too short, and yeah. it just gives off the right mood. Perfect, perfect. And, I, and, you know, let this be noted, I am not really a big fan of interludes. Usually to me, if they're not done properly, they just take up space and they're a waste of a track on the album. Yeah, especially if there's more than three. Right. And, you know, unfortunately we've known albums to have done that. Yeah, or if they just don't fit, you can just feel like, okay, this was just thrown in there because their label or, or somebody said we need another... Uh, track on the album yeah you know? we need to fill two or three where it minutes. feels very disingenuous and you can tell yeah you can see right through it this with these three um interlude tracks that are spread throughout this album it's all part of the it, master plan right it's all part of the bigger picture that's another note i wanted to make this album to me um being a main fa fan since 2008 when can't stop won't stop came out you know i will admit to you when can't stop won't stop came out i was a huge main fan um, such a good time for that uh, sort of music. They've evolved so much since then. It's ridiculous. Um, but I love that they still um, they still hold true to their past. And I'll explain what I mean by that. I mean that they don't look at their older albums and say, oh, we're too good to play that now. Yeah, I feel like, you know, some bands are like that. They look back at their stuff and they're like, oh, we've outgrown it or we don't really feel that anymore that's not really us right exactly and they are never like that um if anything they embrace their past while at the same time they're growing evolving and um, experimenting along the way and just figuring themselves out as they grow up and as as their fan base grows up as well so i think it's a really cool thing that that they have that attitude that they never look back and think that they're too good for that um, they know their roots. They know where they started from. I love Can't Stop, Won't Stop. After that, I will admit that I did fade out with them a little bit during the time period um, from Black and White to Forever Halloween. Um, during that period, I just fell out with them. And then what really drew me back, as you know, Eric, maybe the listeners might not know, but Eric knows, what drew me back is American Candy. When um, I was like, oh, yeah, the main, you know, they're going to be on Warped Tour 2015. That's cool. But when I heard American Candy, 
it blew my mind. Yeah, uh, you raved about that album. Yeah, so and that that is still my favorite album. I'm still so mad that I completely forgot that down to download that album for free when you sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, they're giving it to to people for free. Just download it. But um, it's okay because I still got your back, Eric. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. Don't but worry. yeah, that was that was my first time hearing about them when you came to me with the news of American Candy. You were raving about it. You were saying that it was this amazing album. And I genuinely believed it. Yeah, yeah. So um, so to, to get back to the main point of what I'm trying to say here is once I came back and started listening to the main again and then going back to their previous discography and everything that I missed, I was like, wow, these guys really have um, evolved over time. And then they were trying a bunch of different things, especially with Forever Halloween. It's some of the darkest material that they've ever released. Um, in a really cool, creative way. So um, then I started going back to their stuff and, and then remembering why I fell in love with them in the first place. And yeah, so American Candy is definitely, hands down, my favorite album in their discography. What I was going to say before, and it, it turned into a really long-winded answer, is I feel that this album truly, compared to all the rest of the albums, even American Candy, that lovely little lonely feels like a full body of work it is a full cohesive piece and i think that that was missing on previous albums and do you think some songs were filler or other songs were you know i just think i just think that with this specific album they really took the time to just go over everything handpick things make sure things were were tracked a certain way and placement they really put every inch of detail into this album and it shows it really does it shows because it's such an easy listen to listen to this album and everything flows perfectly it all just seems you know it's like a puzzle that fits perfectly absolutely so um bouncing off of that we're going into track number four which is black butterflies and deja vu what do you think so the lyrics definitely live up to the title of the song they describe that butterflies in your stomach type of feeling that you get when you're in love with someone, or even if you're just remotely attracted to the person. So I think that was pretty cool. And you rarely hear songs like that anymore, so I like that. This track is so lyrically beautiful. It describes yes. perfectly the innocence of love, all the innocence aspects of when you're first falling in love with somebody. Um, that is what this track captures and it does a fantastic job of doing so also something that i want to know on the instrumental side i love the build-up in this song until it freaking erupts you know i I also love again a very energetic song the build-up his layered vocals also really help the song as well they definitely give it that um kind of blissful quality that uh you get when you're in love with someone so i think that's really cool Absolutely. This is such a, um, definitely a standout track on this album. Really great song. Um, number five, another really great song is Taxi. What did you think about Taxi? I love this music video. I yeah, remember sending yeah. this music video. Yeah, this video was the you. very first song I ever heard off of this album, actually. A very relaxed and mellow song. And I love the message that the song gives. It's about giving someone, I, I could be wrong, but this is just my interpretation. It's about giving someone a basic sense of security, even if you can't protect them from all of life, all of life's uh, obstacles. You, You're their security blanket. Yes, you want to tell them, at the very least, 
I'll be right beside you, even if I can't protect you from everything. Yeah, I definitely got that from the track as well. And I, I love the message behind the track. Yeah. And I know um, specifically the fans love this song, um, especially when we were at the concert. Everybody was going yeah, nuts when yeah. they played this specifically. And, mm-hmm. I, and I understand why, because this is a really, this is one of those songs that's not going to leave the set list. Oh, yeah. Taxi sure. needs to be played. If the band is listening, Taxi needs to be played every single time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I it's love the me- I love amazing. the message behind the song. Mm-hmm. Love yeah, the message. Yeah, you know, it's something anybody can relate to. Absolutely, and I, I told you that music video was really cool. Yes, I like what they very. did with that. Um, for anybody who hasn't seen the music video, go check it out on uh, on YouTube. Yes, YouTube, please do. the main um, Taxi music video, uh, definitely worth a watch. So um, after Taxi, we have the sixth track. Do you remember, in parentheses, the other half of 23? So this is another song that uh, deals with the whole living in the moment type of topic. I feel like there's there are a bunch of songs throughout this album that have that same message, but for different reasons. And of course, I'll explain what that means as, I, uh, as we go along. With this one, it's about looking back on your younger days and when you used to sneak out to places with someone... It's very you know, nostalgic. Yes. It's an extremely fun track. Yeah, very. Let me tell Absolutely. you a little story. Um, when this song came out, or when this album came out, rather, I was personally 23 at the time. So when I heard this song, this was like my anthem for the, the rest of the couple months that I had within that year mm, to be okay. like, I'm 23. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to, you know, this was right, definitely right. my anthem song um, because the way that this song is created, it it um, gives a picture of all the nostalgic memories that, that these people, these group of people had when they were 23 and they were getting into trouble and experiencing life and having fun and being carefree. And, um, you know, just looking back on that. And and uh, so when I was 23 at the time, I used to listen to that track and really, you know, relate with it. Like, we're like, yeah, 23, carefree. Who cares? Who, yeah, that's, let's that's, go out and do shit, you know? Yes, that's exactly what this song speaks about. Totally, totally. So I definitely related with it. Still relate to it to, to this day, even of though course. I'm not 23 anymore. But uh, it was it was fun at the time. It was and really fun. And a lot of credit to their lead guitar player. Really yes. awesome solo on this song. Yes, Jared is phenomenal. He's a phenomenal musician. Um, when we saw them live, Eric, you can you could speak on this. Crushed it. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. I, I love I love his guitar tone throughout this entire album. I feel like he's responsible for a lot of the dreamy sounds on this album that almost give it a dream pop type of feel. I really love that ethereal quality that he puts to a lot of the songs. Totally, totally. He basically, you know, puts that where it counts, you know. He really propels the songs forward. Yeah, I feel like in terms of, you know, lyrics and stuff like that, obviously um, John, the lead singer, is um, has the creative influence behind that. And I'm sure they all do, you know. I'm sure they all yeah, take a part in that as well, you know, not just him. But I feel like he's, like, the main... Uh, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, force behind that. But I feel like instrumentally, instrumentally, Jared has ridiculous amount of talent to to offer when it comes to guitar parts and yes. and how things are structured um, behind that. So yeah. and I think on the interludes that goes a long way. Exactly, and I think you know um, the collaboration between the members from Pat the drummer to Jared to Garrett the bass player to Kennedy and John, all them collectively together, 
that's the magic, you know? It, it can't be formed with any other group of people. Um, they have that specific DNA to create these songs because each of them offer something and bring something to the table that nobody else can. So I think that's a truly beautiful thing and uh, definitely um, part of why they stand out among other bands. Absolutely. And I think that's what any aspiring musician strives for, you know, just to find that perfect formula with and, other And people. what makes it even more beautiful is they're a group of friends, you know? Exactly. I it, think if you can achieve the perfect formula while being friends, that's... That's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, that's the dream. Yes. So I, I, I love it. I give a lot of kudos to, to all of them because I think they're great. They're also fantastic people as well. But we'll talk about that uh, a little later. We still got some tracks to go through. So we got track number seven, which is Little. This is the second interlude off the album. So I love the dreamy feel to this one. Uh, it's a very nice segue into the next song. And I also love that spoken word yes i love the hopeful message yes behind the track it, it pretty much says no matter where you find yourself stick to your guns yeah and just go out there and live your dreams and that you're not alone yes. and we've all been there before but you need to push past your struggles push exactly. past whatever you're going through exactly it's perfect in every way yeah you know totally totally I, yeah really inspirational track Yes. Um, I love what they do with these interludes. And like I said before, I'm not a big interlude person, but I love what they did with these interludes because just for those clips, they did so much with so little. Yeah, they're not throwaways. They're not something you're going to forget, you know? Yeah. Um, so then that leads us into track number eight, which is The Sound of Reverie. So I really love the drums on this one. I love the change between the almost electronic sounding drums and the acoustic drums. So that's really cool. The lyrics I really love because it talks about not worrying about the time that you've already lost, and instead it tells you to make t make great use of the time you still have rather than let it slip between your fingers. I couldn't have said it better myself. I totally agree oh, with that. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, it, I think it's best exemplified by the line, you know, we're not 17 anymore, but we don't have to be. We can still make great use of the time we have now. Let's not worry about the past. Let's just... Focus on now and the time we still have and the time we will have. Eric, I'm not even going to say anything because you just nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. Like, how can I top that? That was great. Uh, thank you. <laughs> no problem. I mean, listen, when, when you live that stuff, like when you directly relate to what they're saying, you, you know, you just know what they're talking about. And that's a, the thing with their fan base. The reason why their fan base is so closely um, connected to them not only because they're such great guys and, and they make themselves so accessible to people and they're just genuinely good people, but because they write these lyrics that really hit home yeah, with, with fans. It, they know? hit so close to home. It's, it's almost scary. But exactly. at the same time, it's a good kind of scary because you're just like, yes, that's exactly how I felt. You know, and, right. I needed, and I needed someone to say that. You right. Know? And and this is the music that you listen to when you're feeling those certain emotions and it gives you that reassurance, you know? Yeah, of course. Totally. So I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I, I agree with everything you said about the song. I love the message behind the song and uh, I think it has a great message. So I totally agree with you on that. Um, moving forward, we have track number nine, Lost in Nostalgia. Another very dreamlike song right it, i love like that it's a jammy kind of groovy 
yeah, um, yeah. instrumental. I love the bass line. Yeah, it's right? It's so bass captivating. Line. Shout out to Garrett for, for that yeah, funky really. bass line on Lost in Nostalgia. Um, really makes you want to, gr- like, you can't help but move a little when you listen to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that, you know, the, the title says Lost in Nostalgia. But the lyric itself says, don't get lost in the nostalgia. Yes, it kinda, yes. It kind of tells... The contradiction. Yes, it kind of says, it's nice to remember, but that's not all you should be doing, you know? Yes. You can live, relive the past as long as you don't mentally still reside there. Yeah. So that's the best way of putting it. Um, really, really groovy song for uh, yeah, le- less than two minutes, but... Uh, yeah, you know what's funny is that some people on YouTube were like, I love this song, but I hate how short it is. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I kind of agree. Yeah. Um, then we have track 10, which is I Only Want to Talk to You. So musically, I think this is the darkest sounding song. Absolutely. Hands down. Yeah. And I love, you know, I don't know if you knew about this about me or not, but I love when acoustic guitars and drums go together. I think it makes for a really awesome sound. And if you throw electric guitars in there as well, sounds even better. But I just love the way that this specific song was made. It's just really dark, but at the same time, it's just so awesome to listen to. For me, I really like this track, but the first like minute of it really gets gets me. Right. I I love the lyrics within like the first minute of the song. Um, later on, the song kind of loses me. Just. With the repetition of I only want to talk to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of just feels like the song is unfinished. Like, I wish that it would have continued to to bounce off of um, the opening of the track and where it was right, going. Right, like, right. I feel like it was going somewhere and that it just kind of get got lost um, within the song. But, yeah, it got um, stuck, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. message of it. Um but I really do like the first minute of uh, of the song. I really like the lyrics. I like the direction it was going in. Um, I kind of think that it just got like a little bit misguided throughout. Um, I just I'm not a big fan of repetition of yeah, me too. lyrics. You know, I feel like creatively, there's so many other things that can be said to bridge the gap. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that's my only. If yeah, I had like, to pick a nitpick. Right, right. That's my only nitpick with, right. with the song. Other than that, though, great song. I, I totally agree with you. Definitely one of the darkest uh, tracks. Yes, musically, it's perfect. Yeah. Lyrically, like you said, they could have ended it. Then we have our last transition track, which is Lonely. What do you think about that? So I have something really significant to say about this one, like for lack of a better word, I guess. At least to me... This song concisely describes what depression is, but at the same time, it also describes what it feels like and the fact that it's not something static. It's not something that's permanent, and it's something that's subject to change. My favorite point of the song, because I love that you mentioned that, I love that you brought that up. My favorite point of the song, literally, is when he sings... But then it all turned around. Exactly. And the music also reflects that. It changes mood. It becomes more positive. So I thought yes. that was genius. That was genius, right? Because the, the track following that, which we'll get into, um, total uh, gear shift. Yes. From, from the and previous And I've got something track. important to say about that, too. Yeah. But before we get into that, I love 
the metaphor he uses about being stuck at the deep end of a pool Mm -hmm. and how that's what depression feels like because it's true. You know, that really is what it feels like. But I also love that, you know, he's saying in an instant it can all change and that it's not permanent. You just have to be patient. And then we get into the last and final track of this album, track number 12, How Do You Feel? Bring it on home, Eric. So the lyrics address two very important things, to me at least. So the first is the fact that no one knows how you feel better than you. And that's something they make very clear from the beginning. You know, they it says that no one knows how you feel better than you, but... Another important thing is that no one knows what it's like about being depressed more than you. You know, no one can tell you how to be depressed or that you should stop being depressed because they don't know. Only you know. So it's not just about get over yourself, you know. But the other thing that I wanted to talk about is that you should always be willing to listen to someone. And that's something that's also very important in this song. I think this song is such a positive song yes such an uplifting song i love this as a closing track me too i love that it follows lonely i love the way that it's formatted i love everything about this track when i listen to this song it makes me feel like i can just go out and conquer the world right right. where the song is pretty much when you listen to to it it's pretty much saying like what are you waiting for and i love that they they address everybody in this song no they don't they don't simply just address people who are severely depressed. They address everybody, whether it's mild, severe, in between. Yeah, no matter what you're going through. Exactly. If, if you just went through a breakup, if you are getting bullied at school, if you have a rough life at home, no matter what it is, it's so broadly addressed that it hits home for everybody. Exactly. It's like they're literally welcoming you with open arms. And they're pretty much saying, whatever it is, talk to us about it. It is so positive and uplifting. And it just makes you want to just go out and get shit done. Exactly. You know, and I think I love the message behind it. And I think it was a perfect way to end this album. Yes. I really do. I also think this was the perfect album closer. The, the music is great. Again, the lead guitar player does an amazing job with the solo. I loved it. And that's what I meant earlier. I think that this album is the first really cohesive piece of work that the main have created where every single song not only deserves a spot, but it just flows and makes sense um, with one another. It's not just placed there to be placed. Everything was created in a specific order, in a specific way. Um, I'm sure that they scrapped a bunch of songs and they went back and forth with what's going to make it, what's not. And and you can just tell the time, energy, effort, and love that, that this album uh, took to, to be produced and to be sent out in the world. Absolutely. Like, there's not a single bad song on this album. No. And, and we were talking about this right before we got on. Yes. We were talking about this. So let's address it right now, because you know how I am. Yes. I want to yes. ask, what are your top three favorite tracks, and what is your least favorite track? And we were just discussing how there are no least favorites, because exactly. this album is so good that how could you pick a song that, that is your least favorite? That you, yeah, that yes. you don't like, because what's there not to like? Exactly. Everything is just so flawless and so awesome on this album. On that note, I'm about to torture Eric right now and make him choose anyway because I'm just... That's going to make this part very painful. (laughs) (laughs) However, um, I know 
I had already had a least favorite song in mind. However, over the course of our podcast, I changed my mind. Okay. And my least favorite, um, which is actually for, it's because of something you said uh, when you were talking, is actually, I only want to talk to you for the yes. same reason that you think it lingers on a little. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just for that, because I love the song. Yeah, it's just a small nitpick, because I, it's not like I skip over the song. I listen to the song every time, you know, and I listen to the album as a whole, um, track by track, and I don't skip anything. So it's just a small nitpick, because I really like where the song was going, I like the direction and how it started. And then to me, it just kind of fell off and got lost um, in between. So for the repetition of I Only Want to Talk to You being sung in different um, ways, it just, I don't know, it, it I feel like it could have been a little bit um, improved in that sense. But other than that, there's really nothing bad to, to exactly. say. That's my only negative aspect about that song. But even saying that that's the least favorite, it's that's a stretch. Not, that's not really true. Yeah, it's a stretch. It's a, <laughs> only, it's a stretch. I'm only, doing, I'm only saying that because you made me. <laughs> exactly. We're only doing it because we have to do it. Yeah. But I love the song. All right, Eric. Here comes even a harder part. Yes. So Top three favorite tracks off of this album. So it was hard to pick the top three, but, you know, after giving the album multiple listens... It gets slightly easier. No specific so, order. Just tell me. Yeah, no specific three. order. Bad behavior. I love that one. I love the energy that brings to it. And like I said, hearing it live was amazing. I feel like it's a song I can put on it any day and the end result will be the same. I'll end up smiling. I'll end up tapping my feet. I'll end up playing air guitar if I feel like it. It's just so fucking awesome. I man. love me a little air guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everyone? Yeah. So that's one. Um, my other, my second favorite song would probably be Black Butterflies and Deja Vu. Just because I love how it captures that feeling of uh, falling in love and just really feeling that in your stomach and just feeling that within every fiber of your body. I really think that that's something that's missing in a lot of songs today. So I really love that that song was written for that specific purpose. And what's your last pick? My last would actually be how do you feel because i think that that's just you know something i feel like the message of the song is just something that we should all do which is to basically show compassion to other people and allow them to open up and to you know reach out and talk to you about whatever is bothering them and i really love that so i'm pretty much on the same page with you um, really? with with these picks it's really hard to narrow it down to a top 3 um, there's so many of them that I like. Like legit, the first half of this album, to me, are like all bangers. Yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> there's, it's like one after the other. You're just like, there's, there's nothing here that's negative. You yeah. Know? It's, like, it's like it gets better as yeah. it goes along. You know. Yeah. Um. So for me, I would also say bad behavior, definitely hands down. That was like the first single that came out during that time in the beginning of the year in 2017, and just off that single alone. I was like, this album is going to be fantastic. I was, it made me so hyped for um, the album just because, like I said before, high energy, fun. Um, you can't help but listen to the song and smile. Yeah. You know, you know it's what? Contagious. Uh, it's this contagious. Is a, this is a very weird comparison, but you know what song I think of whenever I listen to Bad Behavior? What? Um, She's Out of Her Mind by Blink Oh, nice. Yeah, that's also, yeah. 
totally I get really, same vibe. Yeah, same yeah, vibe. pretty much. Totally get what you mean by that. The same vibe where you listen to it, and how can you not sing along? Exactly. So, yeah, I totally get what you mean. So, yeah, so bad behavior, definitely a pick. Um, how do you feel also has to be a top three, just because, like I said, it's so off- uplifting, so positive, makes you want to feel like you can go out and do anything and fulfill whatever dreams you may have. Um, I love that track. I love the message behind it. I love the message behind so many of these tracks. Right. Um, but none- it's, it's really it really says something when the very final song has such a strong message like that. Yeah, because that really stays with you. Exactly. The the last song, what so many artists um, know, is that the last song leaves that lasting impression. Yes. Um, yeah, to me... F- the hardest the- thing to swallow is if you listen to an album all the way through, and then you don't like the last song. Yeah, that's, that's such a pet peeve for me, I guess. I really, whenever I go into a new album, I always want the last song to be something that really stays with you. Because I kind of feel like if you love the last song... It's a complete experience. Exactly. And uh, if you don't like the last song, it, you know, having that being the last thing that you listen to kind of taints the rest of the progress made throughout the rest of the album, you know? So I think that because of this being the last song, it's just such a great closer. And I love um, exactly what you mentioned before about Lonely um, going into How Do You Feel? Because the mood completely shifts and changes. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that was not only deliberate, but as you said, genius. Yes. And I think that's one thing that they really had an ear for on this album, if anything, the transition between songs. And absolutely. Just, just the way that they make you go through so many different emotions in absolutely. one album. And this, this is the first time that they're actually um, messing around with the concept of interludes and how to piece these songs together and how to make things flow um, from one song to another and how to make everything still make sense within the context of that album. And they just knocked it out of the ballpark with this. And that's what I was trying to um, say earlier is even though American Candy is my personal favorite from their discography, you cannot um, say that Lovely Little Lonely isn't the best um, structured album. And they just really hit it out of the ballpark creatively, instrumentally, lyrically, uh, on all fronts. They check all boxes with this. Absolutely. And um, I know I'm talking so highly of it, and and all that's really true, but I'm really just trying to give myself more time to pick my last slot, Eric, because it's so freaking hard to pick a top three when you have at least a top five. So Yes, absolutely. I'm trying to think. We have bad behavior. We have how do you feel. Um... To fill my last slot, I don't know. Um, can I give honorable mentions? Listen, you can do what you want, man. <laughs> true. <laughs> of course true. you can. True. Okay. Good point. Good point. Do you have any honorable mentions? Yes, I do. Go ahead. Uh, Let's see what your so yours are. Definitely don't come down just because it's the first thing you hear. It is the thing that sets everything in motion. And you know, to me, if you have a song like "Don't Come Down" as your opener. You've got me for the rest of the experience because it's just so, you know, it, it's, it really I agree with you. you. Yeah. I agree with you. I would say don't come down is uh, an honorable mention. And for me, I'll say, um, do you remember the other half of 23? That's also an honorable mention. Yes. And black butterflies, even though it was really close to making my top three, it's like right there an inch away. I'm going to give 
the closing, uh, you know, top three, the closer, um, I'm going to give it to Taxi. Very top nice. three. So it would be Bad Behavior, How Do You Feel in Taxi, even though Black Butterflies is like right there. So we're <laughs> almost we're almost on par, you and I, with, right, with right. our picks. But definitely honorable mention to Don't Come Down and Do You Remember the Other Half of 23, totally, because those are great songs as well. So guys, on that note, you all really need to check out The Main. They're on tour right now, so you can go to www.themainband.com. They're currently on the Fryer Brain with the Main Tour. <laughs> and we and, highly recommend this album. Yeah, and, and they are touring across the U.S. right now. So if you live in the U.S. and you want to go see them live, which I highly, highly recommend. because they're Both of us do. Great live act. Then all you have to do is go to www.themainband.com and check where they're touring near you and, and get tickets on there. And also, Eric, exciting news. They're going to be playing Warp Tour all summer long. They're playing the full tour, Warp Tour 2018, last full cross-country Warp Tour. The main will be there all summer long. And so if you can't see them for whatever reason right now, then definitely get your tickets for Warp Tour because they're going to be there, and they are definitely a band you are going to want to see. And listen to Lovely Little Lonely. If you haven't listened Please to it do. by now, go and listen to it. Yes, I promise you. What are you whatever, waiting for? Whatever you listen to on this album, that's going to be magnified live. I promise you that. Absolutely. So on that note, you guys, I want to know, are you a fan of the band The Main? How long have you been a fan? What's your favorite album? Because there are quite a selection to choose from. What do you think about the new album? What do you think about it compared to previous albums? What are your favorite tracks, your least favorite tracks? I want to know it all. Eric wants to know it all. You can reach us at Music Matters Media. We are on all social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. And like I said earlier in the podcast, if you are a musician out there and you want your music to be heard and you want us to promote you and support you and have other people support you, please feel free to reach out to me at musicmattersmedia at AOL.com. Send me me some music. And who knows, we could be talking about you next.